0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Are
1: you dressing up your dog for Halloween or do you just want to keep him safe and not freaked out by all the stuff that goes on on Halloween? Coming up, we'll talk to the folks at Bosley's about how to keep your pets happy and safe on Halloween. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. This past Tuesday morning's September inflation report was a welcome surprise for economists. The rate fell from 4% inflation in August to 3.8% as prices for stuff generally fell a tiny bit. But that means it's looking a little more likely that the Bank of Canada will hold its key interest rate steady next week. That's still a question mark, though. The inflation rate for groceries was down almost a percent compared to August. The prices still went up 5.8 percent from last year. But in August, the food prices were up 6.9 percent. And when we board airplanes, especially in economy class, it's usually a bit of chaos. Everything gets bottled up as we find our seats and we put our stuff in the overhead compartments. But United Airlines in the U.S. has a new way of doing it that many are hoping will catch on. United is now boarding the passengers, not by row, which is the way it's usually done, but by whether you're in a window, middle, or aisle seat, which on paper makes sense. The people with the window seat can get in, sit down, and they're out of the way. Then get the middle seat people in, and then finally the aisle seat people. United says the plan, known as Wilma for window, middle, and aisle, has been shown to save passengers up to two minutes of boarding time. And if you've been sexually assaulted, you can now get free legal advice in BC. The not-for-profit Community Legal Assistance Society launched the program Stand Informed This week, it offers up to three hours of free confidential legal advice to people of any age, sex, or income, regardless of whether or not that assault was reported to police or even if the person is uncertain that what they experienced is indeed sexual assault. They can just get some advice for free. It's called Stand Informed, and you can find more information online. There's been a big rise in carjackings in Ontario. It's so bad a provincial task force has been created to address it. Toronto police say the level of violence used in these types of vehicle thefts represents a, quote, new and evolving threat. There have been more than 300 carjackings in the greater Toronto area this year. Insurance companies say the spike in carjacking has become a crisis. And Amazon customers in College Station, Texas can now order their prescriptions and have them delivered within an hour by a drone. Amazon's Prime Air division began testing drone deliveries of common household items last December in Texas and California. So far, they've made thousands of drops. The drones will travel from a delivery center with a secure pharmacy to the customer's address, descend to a height of about four meters, and then drop the package to the ground. The package is padded, so hopefully it won't get uh, damaged. And we're kind of getting used to robocalls, especially from politicians. You pick up the phone, and it's a recorded message from somebody running for mayor or something. But what about if that politician is using AI technology to create messages in what sounds like their voice, but in different languages that they don't even speak? the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, admits he's been doing that in languages like Mandarin and Yiddish to promote city events. It's not against the law, but it does raise some ethical questions. And his opponents say it's not fair because nowhere does it disclose that Adams can only speak English. And I guess it's just another example of how AI is going to change everything. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, keeping your pets safe and happy on Halloween. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues, right after this on CKNW.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and Halloween is coming up. And Halloween can be a really challenging time for pets. You want to have fun. A lot of people like to dress up their dogs and cats, but for others, it's a scary time with animals getting spooked by all that noise, the fireworks going off. So how do you keep your pets happy and safe on Halloween? Well, we're lucky because we have uh, an expert with us, Karima Jivraj from Bosley's by Pet Value. Uh, Bosley's.com is the website. Uh, Karima, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you. And I appreciate you giving me some of the time this afternoon, Martin. Yeah. So, uh, like when it comes to uh, dressing up your pets, I'm kind of mixed on it. I do love a good pet costume. Uh, I, the, the one I see a lot lately is the the one where it looks like the dog is holding a knife and is coming at you. Have you seen those <laughs> online? They're yes, pretty funny. I
2: have seen those online. Yes. yes really they are pretty
1: funny. So, do you dress yes. up your animals?
2: So um, no, I don't because um, I have a kitten that I can put Halloween outfits on, and then um, and he does okay with it. But for my dogs, no, um, my seventeen-year-old dog is just too old, and he really doesn't care for it. He'd rather be in a warm pair of pajamas than he would in a Halloween costume. <laughs> and my other dog, Coco, is not does not like to wear clothes. So even winter jackets is not a thing. So the first thing I'm going to say to you, it is really, really important to know your pet and their personality and don't force them. Don't force them into wearing a costume. Don't force them into wearing anything that they're going to be uncomfortable with. Just know that You know, go with what they are. So if your pet does not like a costume, then maybe choose a Halloween collar and leash or maybe choose a bandana instead. Um, Or even just a little clip on, um, you know, we have bat bow ties. So maybe you can use one of those to add on to just to that little festivity. Um, now, if you want to put your pet in a costume, make sure that you choose the soap, the proper costume. Are they going to be inside or are they going to be outside? If they're outside, maybe a little heavier costume to keep them warm. But if they're going to be inside, a nice lightweight costume is always a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of other things to note is, you know, some of the costumes come with hoodies on them. Does your dog or cat like hoodies? They don't. Don't force it. Just let it be. Um, You know, put the costume on, but don't force the hoodie on them, Um, but make sure that they are comfortable, they can move and it's not making them too hot or, you know, it's not, it's not getting in their way of enjoying the festivities.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important that you understand your animal because I used to have a golden retriever and uh, named Bella and you could do anything to that dog and she was fine with it you could put a pair of glasses on her and they would stay on for 10 minutes because uh, she was just so calm and she just nothing seemed to bother her but the dog that I have now Gallup uh, is a little more hyper and I would never put a costume on Gallup because she just would hate it she would spend the whole the whole time trying to get it off wouldn't, wouldn't right. work
2: yeah and it's again it it goes right back to knowing your pet. It's fantastic to include them in the Halloween celebrations and make them part of the you know make them part of everything and create memorable moments with them, but you need to make sure that you remember who your pet is and don't do it for like you're, yes, we, we humans tend to do it for ourselves, but you know you also have to take into consideration the pet's personality, right? So, yeah. I mean, you, there's plenty of ways to include your pet in the Halloween festivities.
1: Yeah. So, what what's one way that you'd like to do that?
2: Um, yeah. you know, maybe give them a special Halloween treat. Um, if that you know, if if you're not gonna, you'd like again. So, if your dog is scared, you know, is kind of gets like. Stressed out with the kids knocking on the door and the doorbell constantly ringing and stuff like that, then maybe work with a different, you know, do something different. Turn on classical music for your dog or cat in the house. Um, you know, maybe put a sign on the door. Instead of ringing the doorbell, please knock. Um, put your candy bowl outside so the kids can help themselves. And this way you're not stressing your dog out even more. Calming treats are super, super important for dogs that get super Super stressed out, so giving them a calming treat to, to help them through the evening. Or if they're incre- they get incredibly stressed out, then maybe go to your vet and see what options there are to help them stay calm. Um, but it's um, again like take, keep your pet safety in mind, right? If yeah. you're taking your pet out, make sure that they're wearing reflective. You know, they have a reflective color or um, a light up color or a light up light or a light up leash. Or some some form of safety, so not only are you visible, but your dog or your cat is visible as well. Um, and try and stick to your neighborhood. Make sure that they're well leashed um, and harnessed. Because, or you know, you, if you know, you, if they don't like um, being out with all the crowds and stuff, then maybe just leave them at home. Do a little party at home with your pet first before you take your kids out trick or treating.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, sounds good. Cause, cause my dog just gets so confused by the fact that the doorbell is, or the, the door is being knocked on every, you know, two minutes or less. And she's very confused. And another thing that the do- my dog Gallop is, uh, very frightened by is across the street and about three doors down from me. Someone has put up this big grim reaper guy who's about 10 feet tall, all black and big, like skeleton fingers. And we walked by it and I thought, oh, it'd be funny to see what she thinks of it. And she did not like it at all. <laughs> she just wanted no, to I, get, get out of there.
2: They just get super stressed. So if there is a decoration like that and you notice that your dog is reacting to that, then maybe cross the street. Cross the street, use treats to divert their attention away, and then get through that. Or maybe change your walking route. Walk in the opposite direction so that, you know, your dog isn't getting stressed out and isn't doing anything like that.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting to me because she's really afraid of this 10-foot-tall Grim Reaper guy and, like, really frightened. But then as soon as we go around the corner, she's fine. And if it was me, I'd still be scared of the Grim Reaper, even though I couldn't see him and it was around the corner. But she's fine. As long as she doesn't see the Grim Reaper, she's cool.
2: Yes, yes. So as long as they don't see it and as long as you do your best, right? Like, if you know that your animal has anxiety around the, you know, the decorations or the costumes or the noise, then make sure you take their comfort. Um, into account when set planning ha- Halloween celebrations. Maybe if you're having a party at your house and they get all stressed out with everybody, maybe put them in a nice quiet room with, um, you know, some treats and some toys and their favorite blanket. Um, and, you know, I don't know, if your dog likes to watch YouTube, put the YouTube channel on. If they like to watch a movie, put, the fa- put their favorite movie on. Or, uh, again, some music. Just to kind of help them focus keep their focus away from what's happening on the outside
1: right we're talking to karima jivra from bosley's by pet value and bosley's.com is the website and what's it like at bosley's on say halloween day or a lot of people coming in and uh or there are a lot of people who are very concerned about their dogs
2: So we do have people coming in ahead of time, people asking, you know, about calming treats, people, you know, wanting to buy treats. And we have a huge variety of treats for everybody, you know, from Small little treats, cute little Halloween themed cookies and stuff like that. So people do come in on on the Halloween. You know, a lot of our stores will do like a trick or treat for the pets. And so you can bring your pet in and you can get some treats for your pet. And at least this way, you've included your pet in the Halloween celebrations. Um, The one key thing that everybody needs to remember is that chocolate and xylitol is deadly to your animal. So please, please, please make sure that you keep your chocolates away um, and anything that contains xylitol away from your pets so that you're not causing any issues. You're not having to pay a giant vet bill um, because they've ingested some of this. So that's super key to remember.
1: Yeah, so xylitol is something that's in gum, I think, right? This is sugarless yeah. gum. And now it's starting you know, to show up in things like peanut butter and stuff sometimes.
2: Yes, it is. It's in peanut butter. It's in chocolate. It's in, you know, in, in, um, in protein shakes. It's in so many different products. So please make sure that you are reading the ingredients and, and making sure that, um, you know, your pet doesn't ingest any of that.
1: Right. And when it comes to costumes, uh, know your pet. If your pet is not happy in a costume and is just trying to wriggle their way out, don't force the dog. That's what you're saying. Um, And that kind of of brings me to another question that's not necessarily Halloween related. But Mm -hmm. um, uh, dogs that wear little jackets, how important is it for some dogs to wear those little jackets or is it just for decoration? So,
2: no, winter jackets or, or any kind of a jacket, a rain jacket or winter jacket is important, but again, it's dependent on your dog. For example, Tiger, my 17-year-old dog, loves his jacket, loves his pajamas, because when he goes out, it keeps him warm, it keeps him dry, he, he's just happy. Coco, the five-year-old, couldn't care less. He wants nothing to do with a winter jacket or a raincoat or boots or anything like that. He'd rather go out in the cold and get wet and then come back in. That's just who he is, right? So that's you just need to make sure that you, you know your animal and their personalities. Forcing something on them is not the way to go. So you just have to just let it be. If your dog doesn't want to wear a jacket, that's fine. You, that just means that you have to come home and wipe them down after their walk. That is what you have to do. So it's better for them rather than you forcing something on them.
1: Right. And we've just been talking about dogs, but cats, um, obviously, if you have a cat, I guess uh, the the key is to keep it inside and make sure it's not outside on Halloween night.
2: Very, very true. Always keep your cat inside on Halloween. Um, they could get into a lot of trouble with the fireworks, with lots of people on the street. Um, it's dark. It's rainy. You know, p- people are focused on the pedestrians. They're not really focused on the little cat that's walking across the street. And so it's just better to keep your pets in- inside if you can.
1: Yeah, because I know with my cat, Milhouse, uh, we we definitely keep her inside uh, at nighttime. Uh, we let her out once in a while, a little bit in the day, but in at nighttime, if things are really loud outside or if the door is you know constantly being knocked on and stuff, she just disappears. and I have no right. idea where she is and i I couldn't find her if I wanted to. And then when she <laughs> wants to reappear, she reappears. I don't it's like a magic trick that cats do.
2: They do. They have their secret hiding spots that nobody can ever find. You know, Ralph has one. He has figured out how to get in behind my couch and into the storage area in my couch. And so now if I can't find him, that's most likely where he is. Because he's gotten scared of something and that's where he is. So just try and remember that, you know, whatever you do, you have to take into account that you do have pets in your home and you need to make sure that you keep them safe and healthy during Halloween.
1: Karima Jivrav is my guest. We're talking pets Halloween and uh, Karima's with Bosley's by pet value. Bosley's.com is the address. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, adopting a pet. Maybe there's some people out there who are looking for a pet and uh, Bosley's can help there. And uh, October is Companions for Change Month uh, at Bosley's by pet value. And we'll talk a little bit about that. That's all when Vancouver Consumer Continues right after this
0: this is a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser the opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of cknw
1: welcome back i'm martin strong and on vancouver consumer this afternoon we're talking about our pets our dogs our cats our rabbits uh, all sorts of pets uh with Karima Jivraj from uh, Bosleys by Pet Value uh, bosleys.com is the website and i guess um i we talked a lot about dogs a little bit about cats but i guess uh on halloween uh, people have other types of uh of uh, animals that they they like to celebrate with <laughs> what's like i guess do a lot of people have rabbits these days
2: yes people have rabbits guinea pigs hamsters gerbils You know, they have reptiles, they have fish. So there's just different ways that you can celebrate. Um, You know, we don't recommend that you take your rabbit out (laughs) trick-or-treating or any of your small pets. trick-or-treating it's not a good idea but you know you can do fun things with them um you can make them little mazes that they can at home like just a home homemade maze with some treats in it for them to have some fun and they can find their treat um you can do things like um you know little activities with them where you can play with them you know do things that will encourage them to just be interactive with you so they can always be included um in your halloween uh, celebrations like for your fish tank maybe you can put some halloween decorations on the outside of your fish tank to include your fish in it so you know just again make sure you take into account their personalities what they like and what they don't like so don't force them into anything they don't want to do
1: Right, right. And October, not only Halloween month, but it's also Companions for Change month at Bosley's Pet Value. So tell us about what Companions for Change is.
2: So Companions for Change is a campaign that we have had for a while now. And it is basically a campaign where during the month of October, we collect donations, whether it's monetary, but we, we also collect uh, donations of food, litter, toys, um, uh, you know, small animal supplies—anything that our rescue and shelter partners need for the animals in their care. Um, we also this this weekend we are hosting the National Ado- Adoption Weekend at all of our stores in the Lower Mainland and across BC. And so, if you're looking for a pet, a lot of our stores have partnered with local shelters, rescues, um, to have adoptable animals for you to come and meet and, and see if there is somebody there that, that would fit with you. You know, everything from having birds, rabbits, small animals like hamsters, guinea pigs, gerbils, to dogs and cats and puppies and kittens um, will be up for adoption, you know, at, with these rescue partners this weekend. And so our hope is is that whatever funds we collect, goes towards really cool things like, um, you know, giving a rescue partner or a shelter partner a van to transport animals from their location to a vet for spay-neuter programs or to adoption programs and stuff like that. Um, You know, it also goes towards um, sponsoring with rescue partners and shelters mobile vet clinics in communities that don't have access to vet care.
1: So when you talk about pets in need, uh, what's the biggest challenge um, when it comes to, to pets and uh, keeping these pets uh, safe? Is it, is it uh, a lot of just unwanted uh, pregnancies and then they have to find homes for the, for the animals? What's the biggest challenge right now in B.C. when it comes to pet uh, health and safety?
2: So right now, shelters are seeing an influx of animals um all kinds of animals you know whatever it is um or pets and the reason is is a lot of people are not able to afford things like food or vet care or um you know supplies for their animals and the other part is housing for humans and so sometimes they have to make a very very tough choice um on where what to do right like do i put a roof over my head and my family's head and you know so they have to make those choices so by working with these shelter partners and helping them have supplies that they can hand out things like food litter crates collars leashes toys anything to help them keep be able to help keep some pets is, is super important. So companions to change is really important for us right now because as you know, a lot of people are struggling with the economy and therefore it's important to be able to support them to be able to help keep their pets. But rescues are all, and shelters are also finding it really hard to fundraise right now. So whatever we can do to help them is what we are able to do to, you know, throughout the year and especially during companions to change.
1: Right. So, if someone out there is uh, thinking it might be time to get a dog or a cat or any any kind of animal, um, and they they are thinking they'd like to go the rescue route, Um yes. what do you what do you advise them to do? What's the first thing to do? Do your research. Make
2: sure you do your research. Realize what type of lifestyle do you re- lead are you super active and you need a dog that's going to go hiking with you or are you super chill and you want somebody to hang out at home and cuddle up and watch Netflix with you make sure you know what you want from a pet whether it be a dog or a cat or you know a hamster a gerbil a parrot whatever it is that you want make sure that you understand their needs as well Um, and you know They fit into what you, what your household is all about. If you have like a super, super busy household, maybe bringing in a scary, a cat that has like is scared or timid is not a good idea, but maybe bringing in a super active cat or a super active dog is a good idea. So just make sure you take all of that into account. Make sure that you do research on your shelter or rescue partner and understand what are their policies? What are their procedures? Are the dogs pre-vetted? Are they pre—you know—pre-spayed, neutered? Um, do they provide support after adoption? You know, are they willing to take the animal back if it doesn't work out at your home? So make sure you know all of these things before you commit, and don't do an impulse. Show up at the store and be like. I want that cat and I want to take it home right now. Don't do that. That's not okay. Um, make sure that you do your homework first before adopting an animal.
1: Yeah, and uh, animals as Christmas gifts, definitely not a, always a great idea. Absolutely not. Again, it depends. If your whole family
2: is is willing and is part of it and yeah. you've had a conversation about it, it's a different story. But to randomly show up with a puppy or a kitten or any kind of a pet and be like, oh, here's your Christmas present, that's not okay. You need to make sure that everybody is on board in the household before you bring home a pet.
1: And I guess that's where Bosley's can come in. If you go to bosleys.com, you can connect people to a lot of different uh, shelters and rescue organizations on your website, right?
2: Absolutely. Not on the website, but in person at the store. And we can give them recommendations on who to work with and where to go from there. And what is the best way to integrate a pet into your family?
1: And what's the biggest misconception that people have about a rescue animal, especially a rescue dog?
2: Um, I think most people feel, oh, I've rescued it, and it's going to come home, and it's going to fit in right away, and it's going to be okay, and I'm not going to have any issues, right? right. Um, and, it, and that also goes for a uh, a breeder-bought animal, but it takes time. You need to understand that it'll take the dog or cat at least three weeks to decompress, yeah. right? Um, and then three months to learn your routine and to understand the household and stuff like that. So you need to be patient. You need to be able to, you need to understand that you may have issues that you need to work through and spend money on a trainer or on veterinary care or on a veterinary behaviorist. So make sure that you're able to understand all of that um, and you have the resources or the backup from the organization that you're working with to ensure that there is a smooth transition into your home.
1: Yeah. And I guess just because it's a rescue or, or just because it's a dog that was, uh, you know, born with a breeder, it doesn't necessarily mean that dog won't have some sort of behavioral issue or some kind of trauma or something that you may have to work with, even if it is from a breeder. Right. That's right. You're right.
2: You know, you need to, again, reputable breeders will, you know, will make sure that you, they give you the support that you need. You know, reputable shelters and rescues will give you the support that you need and they will help you through the transition into bringing your animal. For example, my dog Coco has severe um, anxiety issues and he didn't do and, you know, I made the mistake. I put him in a doggy daycare, which was the worst thing ever for him, thinking that if I put him in a doggy daycare, he gets to play with everybody, he comes home, he's tired. But he was coming home mentally exhausted from constantly being on alert, and it wasn't working for him. So I had to work with a veterinary behaviorist and a certified trainer to ensure that I get him to the point where he is comfortable and is able to do things without constantly being in fear. So you have to make that commitment. It's not just a simple, I brought a dog home, I'm going to give it some food, I'm going to give it some water, I'll take it for a walk, and, you know, the dog's fine. It's not like that. You need to ensure that the dog has everything all around it to me, that, to keep it healthy and happy. And if that includes specific vet care, then that's what you need to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And I remember during Covid it became a thing where everybody got a dog. and uh, it was probably a great time for the rescue organizations because they were able to to find homes for a lot of these dogs. But is it a lot different now? Or are there a lot more animals that are in need of homes?
2: Yes, there are a lot of animals right now in shelters and rescues that are looking for homes. Um, there is a great great need um, you know and the shelters need our support right so the supplies that we collect the money that we collect goes to help them take care of these animals it goes to help them partner with families that are ha- struggling you know having a hard time putting food on the table and putting food getting food for their pets they can go to the local shelter or rescue that they work with and and see if they have extra food or resources available.
1: Mm -hmm. But it seems like uh, we love our pets. And I guess it's a good time for Bosley's because there are a lot of people who who want to do right by their animals.
2: Yes, our devoted pet lovers absolutely love their, their, you know, their family, uh, their fur family, and they will do whatever they can to keep their fur family happy and healthy.
1: Yeah. Well, well, it was so nice to talk to you. Uh, Karima Jivraj from Bosley's by Pet Value. You can go to bosleys.com, their website, and you can go into Bosley's and find out all you need to know about uh, maybe adopting a pet, if that's what you want to do. So um, have a happy Halloween with your dog and your cat, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, Karima. Thank you.
2: You bet. Happy Halloween, and thank you again. Take care.
1: You're very welcome. Um, And uh, as Karima said, if you're going to dress up your dog, make sure your dog uh, wants to be dressed up. But if you are dressing up your dog, Uh, A lot of people like to do that. Uh, What do you think is the number one costume for dogs, but also for humans (laughs) as well? I've got uh, all the list of the number one Halloween costumes uh, for pets, humans, kids, everything. That's when Vancouver consumer continues right after this.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and we're 10 days away from Halloween. It'll be a Tuesday night, a week from Tuesday. So what will be the most popular costumes this year? You probably can guess the first one. You couldn't escape it at the movie theaters this summer. The kids love it. I'm talking, of course, Oppenheimer. All the kids want to be Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, it's Barbie. Barbie and Ken, of course. And that's according to all the search data from Google. Both kids and adults want to dress up as Barbie and Ken. That got the most hits on Google. And I guess for both of those, you need a lot of pink clothing, maybe some fluorescent green rollerblades and some knee pads. In fact, Barbie is so popular this year. It's also the number one costume in the category of costumes for couples, costumes for babies, and even costumes for dogs. On the overall list of the most popular Halloween costumes ranked by Google, Google searches uh, behind Barbie is number two, Princess. Just the generic princess. I guess everybody loves a princess. Then at number three, it's Spider-Man. That was big when I was a kid. Number four is Witch, and number five is Fairy. So kind of generic, but that's based on what people are Googling, just a single word. According to other lists, the more specific costumes that are based on popular culture also have Barbie in the number one spot, but they also include Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Wednesday from the Addams Family. Another costume that's really popular this year is Bluey. I did not recognize that one, so I looked it up. It's a dog from an Australian cartoon that has become really popular on TikTok. So I guess if you have little kids, you probably know it all too well. It's all about a family of blue healer dogs. It's also a bit controversial because bluey can sometimes be whiny and misbehave and critics say it's not good for kids. Also, the show got into some trouble earlier in the year because of what critics called fat shaming. They actually removed that scene from the episode. But no matter what the Halloween costumes are, One thing is for sure. We are spending a lot of money on them and all the other stuff that goes with Halloween, like decorations and of course, all that candy. According to the National Retail Foundation, consumers in North America are expected to spend more than $12 billion this year on everything that goes with Halloween. That's more than $2 billion more than last year. And there's tons of stuff going on across the Lower Mainland to get you into the Halloween spirit before Tuesday, the 31st. Uh, one of the big ones, of course, is Playland's annual Fright Nights, which is on now. Tons of Halloween celebrations on the PE grounds on East Hastings, eight haunted houses, over a dozen rides. It's open this weekend, and then it's closed on Monday and Tuesday, and then open on Wednesday until Halloween night on the 31st. General admission, will cost 30 to 60 bucks while admission with a rapid pass will set you back around 80 to 120 bucks at the gate, but it gets you to the front of the line for each of the haunted houses and one each for atmosphere, the beast, breakdance, sky bender, and sea to sky swinger rides. And unless it's raining, Fright Nights gets pretty busy, which can make that extra price worth paying if you can afford it especially on weekends. And that's it for this edition of Vancouver Consumer. We'll be back next Saturday at 2 p.m. Our thanks to our producer, Leo Coelho and Phil Figueredo. I'm Martin Strong. Stick around. The news on CKNW is next.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.